From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex is taking the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663, or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. In today's show, we talk about why it's important to make the most of every opportunity to talk about sex with your kids. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Dr. Mark Lasser, who said, the greatest enemy of sexual wholeness today is silence. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> that's not just talking about sex with your kids. That's talking about sex within marriage. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to be talking about wow. all of that in today's show, but we start each and every One Extraordinary Marriage show with a hug. And for those of you that are brand new to the One Family, we're so excited to have you joining us for your Mm -hmm. first show. A hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the One Family, someone just like you who has seen change in their marriage. And this week's hug is sponsored by Care.com. And Care.com is the world's largest digital marketplace for finding and managing family care. Let's face it, you've got that never-ending to-do list. You've got things that you just want to get done, right? So hire a helper for your meal prep, your laundry, your errands, just to get things off your list. Or maybe you brought home a newborn baby and things can get a little hectic. So maybe you're going to think about hiring a housekeeper to help keep things tidy. Mm -hmm. Or like us, we just, between the kids' schedules and our schedules, there's stuff going everywhere. And honestly, I don't like cleaning my home. (laughs) I'm just going to be clear. That is very much the truth. So quit pushing off the cleaning chores and hire a housekeeper instead. Using care.com makes life simpler for families everywhere. It helped me to be able to see who was right in our area instead of searching through tons of sites. And it's so convenient. At care.com, I can find, book, and pay for care all in one place. Care.com provides access to a variety of background check options you can purchase to help make the best hiring decision. Care.com is a great tool for me when I need care at a minute's notice. To save 30% off a Care.com premium membership, visit Care.com slash one when you subscribe. Now this hug comes from a Facebook post from one of our Position of the Month Club members. And she said, hi guys, just joined last week. So last night my husband says, hey, it's a new month. There's a new position. So we tried it and loved it. It's a very intimate position. It was especially good for us because my husband has had a three-level fusion in his lower back and is now facing another back surgery, and he hurts most of the time. This month's position seemed to be a good one for him. Mm. So thank you for that, and maybe this will help anyone else who has someone with back issues or other physical limitations. Oh, that's so good. That is so good. And for any of you who are interested in partnering up with us in the Position of the Month Club, hey, come and check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. Absolutely. And the idea for this show actually came from a question that we had received from one of the members who said, you know, I have a hard time talking to my spouse about sex, let alone my kids. Mm -hmm. How much information at different stages of childhood and adolescence, what does it look or sound like? You know, what, what, what do we do with this, right? And other members were saying, you know, I, where do I start? I've got a 10-year-old. Where do I start? Or what's appropriate and when? Because I can't keep just sort of saying, you know, this is God's design, right? And so we're getting all this, all of these questions, all these statements that were coming in from Position of the Month Club members. And then the other night, 
Tony and I are driving in the car with our middle schooler. Mm-hmm. And we've been pretty candid with our kids about sex pretty much their entire lives. Yeah, I mean, you know, when you get behind the microphones week in and week out and we talk about it, they sort of overhear us talking about it. Or, you know, when we're even bringing up topics, we don't hide it in our household. It's something that is brought up in conversation. So, yeah, we haven't we haven't hidden it from them. So we're driving in the car and somehow the conversation swirls around to us talking about herpes. Yeah, and we're not we're trying to remember for the and we just can't, can't how, we even how we got, got there got onto that but. right so i pull up a definition of herpes and start reading about the fact that you know it, it, obviously one version of herpes is the cold sores in your mouth but you know as i'm reading the definition or the description it goes on to say that it's you know one of many sexually transmitted diseases and as i'm reading out loud in the car i say herpes you know can be caused by oral sex and the voice in the back seat says and that's the key. Those are the key two words, oral sex. Right. Because the voice in the backseat says, uh, mom, what's oral sex? And there was a pause in the front seat as Tony and I are driving. It was dark. So we couldn't even look at each other to go, okay, Bali, which one of you is going to handle this? And the voice in the backseat says, well, that's an awkward silence. Mm-hmm. At which point I took a deep breath and, you know, pose the question to her, honey, you understand what sex is, right? And, you know, male, woman, you know, penis, vagina, you know, like we got all that. She's like, yes. And so then I went on to say, okay, well, oral sex is when one partner engages with the other by putting his or her mouth on the body parts of the other. And the immediate reaction was, that's gross, right? Like, wow. Here's something I want to just say as a parent, when you begin to talk to your kids about sex, and we're going to talk about it from the top, even for those of you who haven't even talked about sexual intercourse, we're going to get there. One thing that I have learned and Elisa has learned as well is asking your kids what they mean. Mm-hmm. Because we've already gone down the road and we're already there. We understand what it is and we understand, you know, just for sexual intercourse, penis, uh, inserted into vagina, they may come up with stuff and you're just like, wow, okay, that's where they're getting their information from. And so you learn a lot and you're able to then speak into their life from that, that point. Right. And so, you know, as she's having that reaction, like, ew, gross, mm-hmm. we just casually said, you know what, that's a perfectly fine reaction to have right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. At some point in time, after you get married, you and your husband may decide that you want to explore this, right? Like, I'm perfectly okay with her having that perception now, knowing that in the future, they may decide it's kind of like, you know, that quote I read at the beginning that, you know, the biggest challenge for or the biggest enemy of sexual wholeness right now is silence. Right. And that really, guys, I got to tell you, we got to be talking to our kids about sex. And that's why we're bringing this topic to you, because when it shows up literally in our car, we know, you know, especially as we talk about sex all the time, I'm like, oh, there's a gap in her knowledge. Right. There was a gap. And and I started doing some research. And I just want to say something. If there is a bit of silence or you need to say, hey, let us get back to you. Let us talk to you about this in another time, another situation. It may just because where you're at, it's not appropriate at that mm-hmm. moment. It's okay. Let them know that. But here's the key. As a parent, you need to rise up and you need to begin talking to them if you haven't already. Or in that instance, when you're like, hey, we need to just, I need just a little time out just to get, gather my thoughts, but you got to get to them. Don't leave them hanging on this topic, folks. We're going to go through, we're going to run through some statistics for you that are going to honestly blow your mind. 
Absolutely. And, you know, keep in mind that some of these statistics are, you know, within the last 10 years. So the numbers may have changed a little bit, but this was the most recent uh, statistics that I could find. A 2009 CDC report found that 39% of all sexually active U.S. high school students did not use a condom the last time they had intercourse. Okay. 6% of all high school students, that same report, found that they had had sexual intercourse before the age of 13. So for those of you that are waiting, I'm hoping these numbers are prompting you to realize that, that we can't be waiting to discuss these topics with our kids. Uh, a 2015 CDC survey of high school students in grades 9 to 12 found that 41% of them had had sexual intercourse. So you get 10 of your kids' friends together, or you go look at a sports team, or you go look at a theater production, and you count down, you know, four out of 10, that's what you're looking at. Right. An article in uh, U.S. News and World Report said that while 20, 15 to 24 year olds comprise one fourth of America's sexually active population. So they're 20. So they're 25 percent of the active population having sex, 15 to 24 year olds. They contract almost half, half, 50 percent of the 18.9 million new cases of sexually transmitted diseases each year. So that's nine million million new cases nine plus million uh new cases of sexually transmitted diseases among those in the age group of 15 to 24. so if you have a kid who's in your home and they're 15 to 18 it is imperative to begin talking to them about sexual intercourse and sex overall because here is another like mind-blowing number. Uh, statistic from 2010 said that 80% of young adults surveyed, um, so those were ages 18 to 24, did not consider oral sex to be sex. And yet, if you look at the fact that there is such a high percentage of those same people that are getting sexually transmitted diseases, we got a, we got a gap here, folks. And, and the reality is, is that puberty for girls, you know, the, the average age now is, it's occurring between ages 10 to 14. And for boys, it's between 12 and 16. Right. So we need to be talking to our kids about sex. We can't think of this as just a one time conversation or that the schools will handle it or that they'll just figure it out. How many of you listening fell into that category because your parents never said anything to you? Mm -hmm. uh, you're listening to two people that that was their that was their growing up years. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Our parents didn't tell us to squat. I remember health class in seventh grade and yeah, that was it. That was it. And I went to a Catholic school, so it got filtered through all of that. And that was the package that we got around sex ed. Or some of you may be thinking, well, that's my spouse's responsibility to have that conversation. You know, we've got boys, it's my husband's job, or we've got daughters, it's my wife's job. Mm -hmm. And the fact is, guys, if we're not our children's first line of, of information. What information are they getting? Do you even know? Cause I'll tell you the first time our daughter came to us and told us what sex was, this was in second grade. And we had that pause of going, Oh boy, what's the answer going to be? We immediately went back to her and said, honey, tell us what you've learned. And at that point in time, it was a man and a woman under the blankets kissing. Yes. So, you know, we rephrase that as husband and wife. And at age seven, it was appropriate that that's what she thought it was. Mm -hmm. But since then, we've had other conversations. Obviously, we're talking about oral sex, right? But here's the thing. We didn't just have that one conversation when she was seven. 
We didn't stop there. I didn't say, you know what, schools, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you the responsibility for teaching my kids about sex or I'm going to let our friends do it. Heaven forbid, where are they getting their information from? Right. And I can't tell you how many couples, this is why it's so important because weekly, daily, I sit across from couples in coaching sessions. And when we start digging into what their sexual intimacy looks like and how they talk about sex, no joke, guys, it's like deer in the headlights. We don't talk about that. I have no idea what my spouse likes. I wouldn't even know how to bring up the topic. Yeah. And for those of you who are there, I mean, this is one of the things that, you know, when we started the One Extraordinary Marriage Show over eight years ago now, the reason we started it was because we wanted to be able to talk about sex and sexual intimacy, open, honestly, and transparently, mm-hmm. because we felt there, there was a big gap. There was there's a great a number of stuff talked about marriage overall, and we, we touch on it because each of the intimacies are part of our marriage. Where we found that there was a, the lack, and even in our own marriage for many years, was that sexual intimacy, talking about it with each other openly, honestly, transparently, time after time, year after year, we get better. We 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 rate, we come up against issues that we we're not sure about. We we come back and we talk about them. We open up the conversation again because something didn't work the way we thought it was supposed to work, and so that's why we came up with our nineteen questions to amazing sex, mm-hmm. and we share this. Often, and if you haven't picked it up, do. And, and maybe it's just enough for you to start looking at one or two of those questions with your spouse if you haven't talked to them. Or maybe it's all 19 that allows you to begin talking about it and feeling comfortable because I believe the reason Elise and I are able to talk to our kids, and even in that moment this past week when we were in the car and, and our, our middle school asked, you know, what's oral sex? And there was a pause and there was silence. Neither of us got freaked out. Neither of us was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to talk about this? Or sw- beads of sweat were welling up on us or anything. It was, we just had to get ourselves situated mm-hmm. and go, okay, what does that mean to you? And then Elisa was able to take it from there to describe it to Elisa. And then we had that interaction with her. Mm-hmm. So get those, get those questions. You can get them at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 19 questions. Because here's the thing, being able to talk to your kids about sex starts with the be, the two of you being able to talk to one another about sex. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise you are going to be in that place like Tony just described, the beads of sweat, the you know, the clenching in your stomach, the oh, you know, what am I going to do here? What do I do? What do I say? Right? Because because there's been no language around this developed in your marriage and and I get it because there's been a generation that has been raised by parents by and large who have not talked about sex who left, you know, you and me to figure things out on our own. And, and then we got married and we had no idea how to, how to have these conversations. And and can I say something? Our parents, your parents were doing the best they could. Absolutely. And, And the best that they, they, they could at their time. So a big piece of this too is that's the past, the past. You're an adult now. You've grown up. Forgive your parents, okay? Elisa and I don't hold our parents not telling us about sex or sharing it with us and keep begrudging and, and holding it against them. We've released them. We let it go. So please, so that you can flourish and thrive in your sexual intimacy, let it go. Forgive your parents for what they didn't tell you. 
You're learning now. You're growing now. You, you, you're, you're a new creation. And you're just constantly just going, okay, what am I learning today? So let's get moving today, right? And, and not worry about what they told us. We can, we can be much more in the sense of a, a, um, a guidepost for our children. Absolutely. Because as the two of you step into this place of being able to have conversation around your sexual intimacy and really creating the extraordinary in your marriage around this area, I want, I want to challenge you to think that you're actually in doing so changing the marriages of your children, right? When you give them this language as they're, you know, going from young children into teenage years, into young adult years, and, and, and they've learned how to discuss this openly, think of the impact that that's going to have when they get married, mm-hmm. right? When yep. they're able to yes. tell their husbands or wives, hey, you know what? We need to talk about sex. And maybe their husband or wife isn't in the same place, but lo and behold, they got some sweet in-laws who have already walked that road with their own kid and are willing to stand up and go, you know what, honey, or you know what, uh, you know, the husband, we're right here. Mm-hmm. We're right here for you, and we're, we're here to help you guys as much as you need us. Absolutely, because in this age of sexual innuendo, sexual messages on every social media platform, you have a responsibility to your children to become their first and most trusted resource on this topic. I, I'm, I'm giving you that mantle. I'm giving you permission to step into this place because I, I want to ask you, you know, what if you made a decision today, listening to the show, that you weren't going to let fear or embarrassment keep you from being a voice to your children? What, you know, what if you became that parent, right, that said, I'm actually going to change their future marriage. I'm going to give them this language. I'm going to give them the ability to talk about this because we took action back in, you know, 2018, right? What you do today impacts more than just your marriage. It impacts your children. It impacts your children's children. It's why we've got to be the generation that does this. And, you know, before we share ideas on how we can do this, how you guys can like step into this place and be empowered around this, we want to thank this week's sponsor, care.com. And, you know, to save 30% off a care.com premium membership, go and visit care.com slash one when you subscribe. Make it easy on yourself to do everything from the housekeeping to, you know, the running errands to, you know, doing the laundry, whatever it is that you need to take off your plate so that you can have more time to have these conversations with your spouse and with your kids, do it. Go to care.com slash one when you subscribe. So first and foremost, and we've mentioned this a couple of times already in the show, the two of you need to start this conversation with one another, right? Because I will tell you, kids, and don't take this the wrong way, kids are like dogs. They sense fear. Mm-hmm. And they will use it to their advantage to like push and make you feel uncomfortable, right? It, it's, it, they're just gifted. We were all in that place at one point in time. Mm-hmm. They, they can tell when you're really awkward and when you're like, ooh, right? And so, so the two of you have got to start the conversation. We've got the 19 questions that Tony talked about and, and part of, you know, wrapping around to, you know, where this show even got started was somebody had gone through the 19 questions and sent us an email saying, because there's one question on there that says, how did you learn about the birds and the bees? And, you know, husband and wife is having a conversation about this. And they realized in that moment that they hadn't talked to their teenager about the birds and the bees. Right. But the only way they figured that out was by having the conversation using that tool for themselves. Right. And then figuring out, okay, how are we going to share this as a team with our kids? Yep. How are you going to bring it up? I mean, 
I think a lot of it for us, and I will just say for Elisa and I, it's very conversational. Mm-hmm. It's not a big ordeal. It's sometimes we're discussing it ourselves and, you know, we'll, we'll, the kids are around and, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you think about that? Or do you guys talk about this much in high school? Or are you, are you, you girls sharing this? Mm-hmm. And it's just conversational. It's, it's not the, hey, again, we're, we got to have this big old conversation and it's going to last forever. That, that conversation we had on oral sex was all of about from the time it got brought up to the time we, we rolled into the driveway of our house was probably like three, four minutes mm-hmm. max. And it was done. And the thing with that is that you're going to have different conversations with your kids at different times. Mm-hmm. Talking yeah. to your kids about sex is not a single solitary conversation because your children, when they're, you know, five, six or seven, and I will tell you, Abby first asked about sex when she was probably trying to think maybe seven or eight or I, because the question first came up was how are babies made? Right. That, that was the first question. That was the first question. Um, so she wasn't specifically asking about sex, but the conversations that we've had over the years have changed. Because when an opportunity presents itself, we don't just shove it under the rug. We don't say, you know what? We don't talk about those things. We say, okay, you know what? You know, what's going on? What was the book when she asked that question? Because I remember there was a book that we had read that was perfect for that time period for her. Absolutely. And we're going to um, put a link to it in okay. the in the Amazon shop. So for all of you that want to see some of these books, um, I actually... And we'll put it here in the show notes too. Right. It's okay. called Where Did I Come From by Peter Mail. Mm-hmm. Um, the Amazon shop is oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Amazon shop. This was a book. This book has been around for generations. Okay. Um, this was actually a book that I, like my first exposure to sex that I think I found it in the library when I was a little kid. Um, but it was, it was enough to just have the conversation again that there was an ooh gross moment. But you know, for those of you that really want to frame sexual intimacy for your kids around the marriage relationship, when you're having these conversations, don't tell them that sex is bad. Like can I be real clear? Please don't tell your kids that sex is bad. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had an orgasm, you know that sex is not bad. Right? Like like let's just let's just own this. And it's an amazing way to connect with your spouse. Frame all the conversations around what you want them to know. This is an amazing experience between a husband and wife. This is how a husband and wife, you know, connect with each other. This is what happens when you are married. Mm-hmm. Put the language in. Folks, tell them, right? We don't have to wonder how they're going to figure it out it happens in marriage. We can tell them from a very young age and frame it around marriage. Tell them that sex is a beautiful thing between a husband and a wife, right? Again, understand that you're going to be having these conversations with them at different developmental periods. You know, we talked just briefly here in the show about the fact that, you know, puberty is starting between 10 and 12. Well, as their bodies are changing, let's not shy away from the fact that, you know, your, your young men are developing beards and getting those deeper voices and your young girls are developing breasts and they're getting their period. Like all of that means that their bodies are developing in preparation for them to be sexually active. That's the whole purpose of puberty, right? Reproduction. Mm-hmm. So we've got to, we've got to address what's going on with their bodies. That's one way to have the conversation. You know, a- another thing is as your children get older and their friends start to change and you're hearing different things, guys, that statistic about, you know, kids having sex before they're 13, that's real. That's happening at the middle school level. 
and I might be bursting some bubbles here, but but we need to we need to be aware. And I would even say the oral sex is even a bigger area that we need to be addressed because so many don't even consider oral sex to be sex. And yet, if we go up there and we we talk about 50% of those 15 to 24 are those that are contracting STDs, that's a big number. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, you can contract and pass on herpes through oral sex. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we need to be having this conversation with our kids. Well, we get emails from couples that are engaged that are telling us that they're not having sexual intercourse, but they are engaging in oral sex, sexual activities. Thank you. And they're having a lot of um, challenges. I'm sorry. I was like, what's that word? Conditions, challenges. They're having a lot of challenges regarding or because of the fact that they're sexually intimate. Right. And, and, and navigating this. So it doesn't necessarily matter if we're dealing with penetration. And that's something that we need to that we need to impress upon our kids. You can have all of the same, not all, but many of the same sexually transmitted diseases, whether it's oral sex or intercourse, you have the same emotional connection and you open yourself up. Mm-hmm. Right. And we need to be telling our children that this is going to happen, that they may feel pressured. Like, let's give them and equip them and empower them before they're in that situation so that if a boyfriend or a girlfriend says, hey, let's have sex or let's do this, they understand enough that they can stand up and be strong and make decisions out of a place of empowerment instead of out of just a reaction or a fear. Mm -hmm. We've told uh, our middle schooler many a times, we've told her, we said, hey, and I've told her, I said, listen, guys will say I love you just to have sex. Doesn't mean they do. So be aware. And I'm telling you that just now. From and, and, and dads, you gotta speak to your daughters, and moms, you gotta speak to your sons. And and we gotta be able to just because it's your daughter doesn't mean you just shut down. Mm-hmm. Man, you gotta talk to her. You know the, the the mind of a guy. She needs you to stand up and say, Okay, I got it. And I told her that because I said it. I said it. I did it. And I think about the pain that I went through and the, the girls at the time and now women that that are now that I had sexual intercourse with prior to marriage. Mm-hmm. Right, absolutely. And, you know, as you're doing this, make a commitment to yourself and to your children that you will always answer them truthfully. Don't lie to them. Don't make up stories. If they ask you, answer to the best of your knowledge truthfully. If you don't know an answer, don't make up something. Please don't make up anything. Tell them that you have to do some research on it. Tell them that you'll find out the answer and you know what? Let's talk about it tomorrow night or let's set a date. It's kind of like we tell you guys, like if you're having a conflict or a situation in your marriage and we're like, if you don't know the answer, don't say, I don't know. Say, I need to research that or I need to get back to you on that. I need to think Uh it through. It's the same skill. It's the same skill you use in your marriage. We're just asking you to use it with your kids. The other thing too, can we, can we encourage you not to make up names for the body parts? Right. Like it's not like there was a time when it was called the JJ for the vagina. I've heard penises referred to as Mr. Happy. Just just call it a vagina and a penis. Make it super easy. Respect your kids enough to equip them to respect their bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes it just comes down to asking them when they pose a question to you and you're not sure where it's coming from of asking them, you know, or saying back to them, you know what? That's a great question. 
encourage them, right? We, we, we want them to be in dialogue with us. We want them to know that it's okay to come to us. And so start off your response while you're collecting your thoughts, right? Sometimes we parents, we just need to collect our thoughts. And so instead of just going, oh my gosh, where did that question come from? Give them, give them encouragement. Say, you know what, honey, that's a great question. What made you think of that? It may be some kid on the playground. It may be something they saw on the computer. It may be a book that they're reading for their science class. But let ask them questions to draw out exactly what it is that they want to know. Because here's the thing, folks, we are, we've been entrusted with these human beings. We've been entrusted to equip them and raise them to be sexually whole individuals on top of all of the other areas of their life that we're equipping them to do. So let's be their first and best resource. Let's walk into this place of being able to talk to our kids about sex, empowered mm-hmm. and, and encouraged that we can actually influence generations mm-hmm. by being sexually whole ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. This, this is a big one, you guys. Um, gosh, and, I, and I'm just thinking about what we've talked about here over the last the last you know 20 minutes or so. And, I, and I'm just thinking like what I want to share with you is that be encouraged, be encouraged. You are equipped to do this. You are, you just need to be willing to open your mouth and say something to your kid truthfully and honestly when they ask. And if they're not, then you're going to have to find opportunities, but you are equipped. We believe that in you. It's just having the willingness to go, you know what? I'm going to let this end here and I'm going to make sure that my kids are ready for when they do step out of my household and into marriage. Because believe you me, they're going to have such a better place when they do that. So go out there, think about this. This might not be something that you're doing this week, but it may be. But just keep at it. Keep looking. Grab those books, the resources that we shared. Uh, go to uh, oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Amazon shop. You're going to see four books right there all talking about Uh, how to bring up and talk about sex with your kids. We love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.